Welcome to the Concast, Comic Con Africa's official podcast. Nice. All right. So, um, Ray Fossey, thank you so much for your time. It is much appreciated. I think that we're that we're this is this is the start. We are at the start. Hello, everybody. This is this is how we start. That the is podcast. the most awkward podcast called start I've ever seen. But you see, that's the thing with podcasts is it's it's not supposed to be like introducing my guests on the right and on Zoom. We have Ray Witcher. It's supposed to be like, hey, this is our this is our chat, you guys. We're, it would still be nice to establish who we are, probably. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So let's do that. Have Hello, everybody. <laughs> um, after I've introduced you, if you could kindly just say hello. So we have uh, George over here. Hey, hey. Awesome. We have Robbie over there. Hello. And then joining us on Zoom, Ray Witcher, everybody. Hey, Ray. Hey, hey. <laughs> also, remember this is a podcast. You were the one who told us we have to like identify voices so people I, know who we are, yes, Calvin. Yes, I, I hate it when my own rules come, come to back bite to you. Me yeah. yeah. Really does hurt. Um, we're talking all things anime and otaku because the day that, that this episode comes out, it is, in fact... April 15th, which is Anime Day. That's International Anime Day. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Did not actually know Whoa. that was a thing, to be perfectly honest. And I've been watching anime for 13 years. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> brings up there's a day for everything. There really is. A day. Oh, only 13. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amateur rookie numbers, I tell you. <laughs> what, are you what, are your guys, what are your guys' kind of views on everything? having a day because i mean when when we started off with the calendar for this year we were like maybe we should try and align ourselves with a couple days and it's cr- it's crazy it's like international pancake on the beach day like you know it's, it's yeah. very... please tell me you just made that up and that's not an actual thing uh, you know fact check i wouldn't want to know that's a thing i wouldn't run it past not being a thing but what are your thoughts yes no maybe dig celebrating them not so much i mean it's hard to celebrate things you don't know about yeah <laughs> I, That's the whole point. <laughs> I, like, I like that there's a day for everything. It does it does make every everyone that's like a fan of something or likes really, really likes something fair. a day to just yeah. feel special. You know? That's fair. That's fair, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I can agree to that. Yeah, nice. Well, I think that that's that's about the. I'm 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 very excited because later on we're talking about controversial uh, parts in in anime, and um, I think dun, dun, I think you three have quite the fighting spirit on on you. I mean, I I, I don't. I was saying it's gonna be it's gonna be really funny if we're all like talking smack, like oh yeah, like I'm ready, and then at the end of it we all agree with each other. Yeah. <laughs> like all just yeah, unanimously. It would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm ready to fight. This 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 and this. I agree. Oh, Oh, so, so we all don't know where to go from here. Yeah. <laughs> where do we go from here? Shit. <laughs> but before we get to that, um, I'm going to level with you guys. I am not as involved in the anime scene as um, perhaps I might have initially told you all. Um, I'm I'm very much a, a Yu-Gi-Oh! and two or three episodes of Dragon Ball Z kind of guy myself. Um, so, so I mean, that's not too bad. It's, it's, he's, yeah. our, he's our resident normie. He speaks to the normie crowd that wants to get yeah, into anime, but has okay. no idea what's going yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> I will, I will, I will try. I will try to be involved over here. Um, but having said that, one thing, one thing that I can very much speak from personal experience is is how much more this this culture is kind of emerging in South Africa. Mm. I can remember that, um, and maybe that's the reason why I would watch. Like Dragon Ball Z on on SABC, or I would yeah. watch um, Yu Gi Oh where wherever I could get the chance, and 
I think even in the last 10 years, there's just been like this explosion of anime culture, oh, yeah. which is yeah. super exciting. So what I want to... What I want to kind of figure out over there is, was there a, a defining moment for this? Was there, like, when Checkers started selling... Yeah, Ray. Yeah, Ray, yeah. Ray, Ray's got his hand up already. To learn. Go for it. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I hate to say this, but unfortunately, with the, with the advent of access through the internet and everything, actually, piracy was one of the biggest reasons why yeah. anime became so prolific, because you could access it much easier than you would have been able to previously. So... Especially if you think about from about mid-2005 onwards, um, when yeah. really stuff like Dragon Ball Z had really gained popularity here in SA, you almost were not able to access any of the material directly. So most of the time, it, because it was still quite a while until anime works appeared and all those sort of things. Cool. So to get hold of anime and manga stuff, it wasn't going to happen. So it's it's... It's sad to say it, but piracy helped a lot. And now, I mean, obviously we've got streaming services like Crunchyroll. Netflix has an entire anime division. Mm -hmm. So I think it's definitely a large part in thanks to things like the internet. Um, and then also you've got publicity sites like Kotaku and, and many others that actually cover so much stuff. I mean, even at the moment, Crunchyroll is developing their own original series now. So they started yep. with Onyx Equinox. And mm. I think they've got another one in the works at the moment. Netflix is a whole division. So it's yeah. actually quite quite amazing to think about how far anime has come since back in the 90s and 80s when we like we were like the only access we had was Macross and oh maybe Saber Rider sometimes. And now it's gone like so far in, into the future. Yeah. Dude, I have not heard Macross in a while. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> budget budget Gundam. Yes, <laughs> but it was so good though. I feel like one of the exciting things though is is this is the new generation coming through with all this access to it. Like I said, I I had we we had very limited access watching it now, but even more mainstream, called it more legal, called it more conventional ways of yes. consuming media. They even starting to to lean into you know like like Ray mentioned with the with Netflix having their own thing. There's even been times where I'm like. That looks pretty sick. Like maybe give it a try. That, that's that's really really exciting. I, I I feel like it's still not entirely there though because yeah. Netflix and Crunchyroll still don't uh, because of obviously licensing and stuff like that. They don't yeah. air everything, which is probably why, in my opinion, the piracy community is still as strong as it is because why would I wait for Crunchyroll or Netflix to maybe? get the licensing to sh uh, air the show in English or with, yeah. rather with English subs when I could get it literally the day after it aired in Japan mm -hmm. off a website. Yeah. Now that, that is a problem. 100% that is an issue. But for a country like ours where it's hot access anime, the closest we get, I agree with, uh, with Ray in that uh, 2005 issues where it started booming with the piracy part. But we also had like a small point where Animax was a thing, which I believe was like, uh, I, I, used to love... 20, I think it was 2010s. <laughs> yeah. Animax came out. 20, 2010s, Animax was huge. Like, no, it wasn't. That's the problem. Well, Animax so literally like left <laughs> because its ratings were lower than the lowest rating show, uh, channels in South Africa. I was one of those low, low ratings. <laughs> no, it's no, same as well. <laughs> but the reason for that, I feel probably is because the piracy boom in 2005 came before. Mm. So because people are already accessing their anime at rates and not, why would they go watch Animax? To you and I, who hadn't known about it just yet, it was amazing. It was our first introduction to proper anime. Yeah. I still remember, this is my favorite story. I will always remember this day for the rest of my life. <coughs> I sat in my mom's room on her bed 
with her TV on, and I literally watched. You know how old school they used to do a countdown before a channel came on. Oh, yeah. I watched yeah. the countdown to Animax, and I watched the first episode of the first series that aired on Animax, Samurai what? Seven, Episode One. Hey, what? if anyone knows Samurai Seven, that is a throwback. Samurai I know Seven's Samurai great Seven. though. It was fantastic. <laughs> mm. I love it so much. I will never forget that day until the day I die. It was the <laughs> best day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and then it made me the wee I am today. <laughs> Humble beginnings, Robbie. Humble beginnings. Humble beginnings. <laughs> yeah. Anything to add, Dulcide? Yeah, no. Also, I, I used to watch Animax at my friends' houses, and that was like introduction to proper anime. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not just the more conventional Yu Gi Oh! DBC Pokemon. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Here's, here's a funny question. So, did anyone here's parents have any problems with anime? Because like, yes, extremely. My, my so. mother was that kind of mother that was like, "This is so violent," and it's even just Dragon Ball Z. It's mm. not even that, and it's like all okay, this not, violence, okay, not violence, with violence. And, <laughs> okay, um, not, not with not with DBC. So yeah, like wa- watching anime in my childhood, I kind of had to secretly say, "Oh no, it's just cartoons." On the sly, on the sly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Guys, like I grew up in the, in the late eighties, early nineties. So, like things back then, even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was satanic because it had the yes. word ninja in it, and ninja is a cult. Yes. So, so <laughs> it was an interesting time back then. So, mm. <laughs> yeah. and then of course there was the amazing Spawn animated series that came out. Oh, if you no. did watch oh, that, yeah. then you were definitely satanic. So, oh yeah. Ooh, no. Oh, yeah. And yeah, of course, anything that involved laser beams and video games and everything, because bearing in mind this was when Mortal Kombat first came out, yeah. when Judge yeah. Dredd had really reached the heights of his popularity like all of these ultra-violent kind of very ni- archetypal 90s things that were starting to emerge and so this was a, a really interesting time I mean you think about Doom came out then and mm-hmm. Duke Nukem and everything like that so it was just like the 90s was a weird time for parents because now all of this stuff was happening and mm-hmm. you, and mm-hmm. uh, and kids like me were watching this stuff like by the droves because it's all we had access to and uh, and then yeah <laughs> it might have might have disturbed me a little but it also engendered <laughs> my love of creative things yes but but that's actually such an interesting point that you bring up there Ray. it's because it's like everything was like that's satanic that's evil and everybody was like that's all we got (laughs) 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 yeah exactly oh yeah we got the pokemon tazos oh good lord the teachers at school hated kids with tazos (laughs) but if if there's one thing that i can kind of when when i personally look back is definitely the merch of anime as well i think that that played a really really important part in terms of growing the community kind of having something a little bit more tangible i can remember again because i'm a normie and i only watched Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> i had the dark magician girl and i had the obelisk the, the tormentor, tormentor. Yes, oh yeah yeah yes. i had those toys i'm like that was sick man like on on playgrounds and stuff um, that was where the party was at you were the cool kid i'm gonna yeah. I'm I'm so. say like yes and no because like the the biggest gripe anime fans have is we don't have access to shit that's yeah. why we pirate our series we don't have easy access exclusive books have started uh, like introducing manga into their shelves but not consistently and not of ironically the best sellers <laughs> so we don't have access to manga we don't have a cheap access because there is access to anime dvds but they're expensive as all hell so we don't have quick access to items so i don't think merch per se it was unfortunately a, anime has always been an online thing but now recently because online has spilled over into IRL it's now 
proliferating a bit more. I'll, yeah. I'll agree with Calvin on the merch. Because, um, like, if you think about it, what is the Yu-Gi-Oh! TV show for? Okay, other than Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh!'s yeah. TV show was so, literally to, to advertise cards, the cards. Yeah. yeah. So aside from Yu-Gi-Oh!, yeah. And, well, okay, Dragon Ball Z, you've got the toys. Those toys were really good. Okay, then, let me, let me, okay, okay let, me, let me do something better. Nothing from SABC. Hmm. hmm. This is where I'm going to yeah, tap I, out over here, guys. Yeah. It's been great. So, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But so, like, know, if you're talking about the... Interesting... the... Sorry, go yeah, I was just going to say, the interesting thing about it is, again, like speaking as a child of the 90s, if you said you were a fan of anime or manga back then, you immediately had a stigma attached to you, yeah. like you were some kind of pervert or some kind of like freak. That and, and it was interesting because as I've seen time move on, and especially post-2000, how kind of otaku and geek culture has become so normalized mm. because now I was the trifecta. I was a comic collector. I sat and watched cartoons every day. I was, I was a, man- a manga, a manga and anime fan. I played video games. So I was like the bullies, the bullies greatest dream. Basically, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I encapsulated everything that they were told to hate. And so it was really interesting because as we started getting exposure and access to new things, it's become so easy. I mean, I've literally, like, I know it's not it's not manga, but I've got I've literally got this awesome Batman uh, Batman motorbike right here yeah, next to my so desk, cool. and it's, and it's because I can, and I'm like I'm an yeah. adult, I have money, I can buy whatever I want now, and no one judges me for it because it's so normalized and has become almost homogenized in a way. Mm. And homogeny is not exactly a bit a good thing, but it's also nice because the access to it has actually given us so much more ability to to actually reach out to people where previously we couldn't. Yeah. And mm. so I know we'll speak about cosplay a bit later, but cosplay is definitely one of the biggest catalysts for that as well. Yeah. Yeah. People seeing it more. Well, I think I think let's maybe let's maybe chat chat into that cosplay because I think that I think that that's that's a really really cool way that it brought perhaps a new audience. I, I mean, again, not Comic Con propaganda vibes, but I think that <laughs> I think that at Comic Con, you know, you see like these really interesting characters. And speaking from a normie perspective, seeing an anime character or seeing the depth and the detail of it, I'm like, that looks really interesting. You know, I I, I think that it also opened up anime and otaku culture even. Further, hot take: Is it fair to say cosplay is otaku culture? It's part of. Um, it's one of yeah. I want to. I want to say. I, I don't know who did it first, America or Japan, but they pretty much like were like, "Hey, that's a cool thing. We're both going to start doing that mm. now." Yeah. They happen. They <laughs> happen at the same time. Like they've always yeah. been like around the same thing. I think as long as like cartoon characters have been there, people have like kind of dressed mm. up to idolize them. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's kind of been like similar time. <laughs> and actually, to add to that. And, and and just a little bit further on in that is that it's actually started in the 1960s. So okay, when there were things like Star Trek and, and when, they, when Star Trek rose to popularity and you started having Trekkie conventions and gatherings and everything, because obviously Comic Con is this massive, amazing super beast. But back then you'd have like a gathering in a small community hall and people yeah. would dress up as their favorite characters. And that's kind of where that culture started was it was just like a, an appreciation thing. And it was just like we saw these people on TV, we want to look like them. And that's kind of where it started from, where anime, uh, or, sorry, cosplay, even though it's got very much Japanese and uh, and kind of Eastern, so almost kind of links, it's not, it's a much more universal thing than just mm, yeah. linked to otaku, I think. A better term is is it's just it's it falls under the great the great fandom of, mm. of all things because like you can you can cosplay anything 
And I think that's the thing. We we have, I mean, we've got the 501st Legion for Star Wars. We've got so many different uh, different uh, teams that represent game characters. There's all sorts of interesting stuff. And we've even got pro- professional fabricators that now make props for a living. Yeah, yeah. So, true. Now, that's the interesting thing that's come from that is just that kind of cultural explosion when it came to cosplay, where it's not just limited anime i mean like admittedly my first cosplay was actually bash the stampede from trigun nice and this was many many years ago and then i then i did danny phantom the next year hey as well. <laughs> like why not that's <laughs> it's not why not yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. so so the next thing that i well i kind of also want to touch on the the fan art element of of anime mm. oh the art and, side yeah think, how do you think that that helped e- emerge the culture in what I, way are you referring to? I think though? fan art really does kind of bring the culture to mind because it's like if I'm an artist, but I'm not a registered, like an acclaimed artist or recognized artist, I don't draw for this show, but I've got ideas about this show that just keep me up at night. And if I don't put these ideas on <laughs> yeah, paper, fine. they will continue to. And then other people might also have the same ideas and be like, wait, what? You also thought those two would make a good couple because that's genuinely the ships. kind of where fans All the ships. things <laughs> yeah. tend to steer towards sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it really does bring the community together about the source material and it's another way of, of yeah, just bringing that imagination and that creativity to life with other people. Yeah. yeah. Ray, I, I, I'm, I'm dying to hear what you have to say about fan art yes. and anime. As the artist, as in, the, the artist? in the room right now. Yes, as the, as the resident artist, yes. yes. So I genuinely believe that fan art is probably one of the most important parts of any kind of any kind of creative community because in that it encourages so many people to explore their passions, to explore their loves. And most of the time, a lot of people start drawing simply because something inspired them. So I mean, I spent most of my youth drawing fan art of things like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, GI Joes, all of that sort of stuff. Then when, when Dragon Ball Z exploded in the early early two thousands, and like we were so behind in times, but like having so access to it by then i used to walk around i'd do oil pastel drawings of vegeta and goku and piccolo and i'd literally sell them for 20 bucks uh, like just to people in my class and then i'd use the money to go and buy tuck professional profit my first ever my first ever side hustle as a, as a fan artist and it was nice. because everyone loved dragon ball z and it was and, uh, and but it was always the great competition dragon ball z or samurai jack so the, the people with the satellite TV had Samurai Jack. The rest yeah. of us poor people would, uh, had Dragon Ball Z. And that was kind of a funny thing. But, you know, with, when it comes to fan art, you also, it's, it's become such a global term as well because you've got things like cosplay, which is a form of fan art. You've also got fanfic, which is people that write stories about, about the things they love. So maybe they can't draw, but they can write. And so, I mean, the, there's entire threads of Reddit dedicated just to fanfic about various so universes from Harry fanfics. Potter to everything you can imagine. <laughs> and so that's also a really important thing is that fanfic, so you've got writing, you've got art, you've got cosplay. We've even got like in the artist alley at Comic-Con, there's a, there's a team of people called Engrave Slave that actually take popular anime content and then they put it onto things like mugs and, and uh, they do embossing and etching so there's some really cool stuff that's the, that takes the the celebration of the thing that you love the most and puts it in things you can collect and i think that's such a great culture is that fan art well there's still kind of large controversies from the major brands because um, it's, uh, as we know yeah. uh, it's, uh, for example cosplay is becoming quite uh, quite problematic in japan because of wanting to charge fees 
for representing certain characters, which is a bit ridiculous. Mm, yeah. um, but uh, in my opinion, but also Marvel and DC tend to get a little bit on their characters if you're making a certain amount of money off of it as well, yeah. because it is technically still a trademark property. So yeah. you have to, it's this weird balance that you have to find between the two. But if you're just doing it because you're celebrating, you're selling like a hundred rand print at a convention, no one's going to come and sue you for that. It's when you start actually making real true commercial proper, uh, profits off of things, you start a fashion label with Deadpool's face on it, then the, then Marvel will come and get you. Yeah. So it's kind of a, always a, there's always a catch to everything. But yeah. I love fan art and I love celebrating things and it's how I started drawing and it's how most people do anyway. Mm. I think that that's 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 actually what got me thinking like the association between like fan art and the emerging culture of anime is because I can remember so many people trying to like get that anime face style drawn <laughs> so that it was like down pat put your hand like, up if you've done it yeah yep. put your hands there up you if go. you've done it um, <laughs> where you could kind of like just sketch anybody <laughs> in have their personality over there um and I I I think it's do you think that there's confusion around what anime is do you think that people just okay? Well, as, as the normie in the room, yeah. As your yeah, your non-person in the community, sure. what is your definition? How would you sure. define anime? Watch. This is how Calv lost his job. Um, no, it is, it is, <laughs> you're uh, willing to learn. That's a good thing. No one's going to rag yeah. on you for that. <laughs> um, so I would say that it, it's a very specific kind of art style, animation style. That it, it's pretty much cartoons from Japan that have a very specific art style okay now who wants to educate calvin first because <laughs> we're all gonna have different answers and the amalgamation of it is the truth all right <laughs> ray i think you want to start <laughs> all right yeah so anime is a very ubiquitous term nowadays that's why i think it causes so much conflation and so much confusion with your everyday person because Almost anything can be anime. I mean, you, yeah. if you think about something like um, the new Dota series, it's done in what would technically be an anime style because it's by Studio Mir. But at the same time, it's a Western series. It's the same as Castlevania, which is produced by an American studio, but it has a very anime aesthetic to it. So to me, my definition of anime is more of an aesthetic device. Um, mm. So it's, it's also the same as manga as well. If it's located and produced in Japan, then it's completely pure anime. But you can also have interpretations produced in other in other countries, including Korean animation, Chinese animation, as well as your standard kind of American or European animation. And as, if it borrows from the aesthetic, so if it specifically looks anime-ish, then I still would consider it anime. But it's you have to get so much deeper than that because mm -hmm. anime in itself has so many subgenres like the seinen genre and uh, and bishonen and bishojo and like there's so many different kind of subgenres and. It's such an important thing because American t American animation doesn't. It's got basically early children's uh, animation, like media, uh, middle-aged children and middle-aged children. So like your kind of eight to year-olds. And, yeah. and, yeah, and then you've got your, your, your tweens. Then you've got the kind of teen-focused animation and you've got adult animation. That's literally where they draw the line. There's no further to, uh, further association for it. So if there's a romance series, it kind of just you would slot into maybe like late teen slash adult animation. Whereas you've actually got full-on genres. I mean, you think about the isekai genre, which is so popular in anime and manga, mm. where someone wakes up in a video game universe uh, sword art online for example mm. and they have to explore this whole world and they figure out and they go through these journeys and things it's so specific to to japan and even though this game there are series like glitch ticks and many others that are available in american animation that is the same sort of thing it still has a different aesthetic and 
Also, anime itself, uh, in terms of technical production, will normally have a more limited frame rate and uh, and kind of lesser animation quality. Uh, but it's uh, that can be argued because you've got so, uh, shows like Attack on Titan and mm. uh, and Boku no Hero, and a lot that have incredible animation in them. So yeah. it just depends on your production studios. So I mean, my be all and end all studio is Trigger because everything they touch Ooh, is for me. And and so that's the thing. But so it's also it's an aesthetic thing. It's a technical thing. But it can apply to almost anything. So it's kind of like that big golden label that just slap on most uh, on anything you can imagine. So it's it's complex. It's not a simple definition of cartoons that come from Japan. Yeah. Mm. Jordan, how would you define anime? Yeah, so do the ring around the rosy. <laughs> I think I'm just going to go with the dictionary definition, which I had a look at the other day, which is, so it's a bit, it's a bit of both. It is kind of like, the dictionary definition was kind of like cartoons made in Japan, which isn't incorrect, which isn't incorrect. So yeah, it's basically any, anything. If you're in Japan, you would refer to an animation as anime. Yeah. Any animation. Yeah. But it's now the pop culture understanding of it, where we have to kind of draw a line and rare. I really like how you draw the line. There's with the aesthetic. Um, Mm -hmm. When me and Robbie were having the debate, the pre-debate, <laughs> the debate. pre-debate, debate. <laughs> to say, all right, let's get some work done now. <laughs> we, we also went a bit further and kind of identified. I'll, I'll say mine now. So yeah, you okay. yours, yeah. Well, it was Robbie that identified it, so I'm actually I'm going to ha- hand over to you for for your take. Okay, let's well, hear it, Robbie. <laughs> all right. Well, to, to tack on what Jordan was saying, just in case anyone doesn't know, uh, the term anime is the American say it. The, the real pronunciation is anime which is animation in Japanese. The word anime is just animation. So if you talk to a Japanese person, you say anime, you're just saying animation. They they don't categorize it as anything. They've got shows like Doraemon, which is, uh, it's a child show. So anything Mm -hmm. animated, what we call cartoons, they just call anime. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. But now in modern times, when it's become now popularized, anime has taken on a different sense because... And this is where I differentiate Western from Eastern. For me, it's not it, the art style. Yes, because it's always got like these weird and quirky art styles. But every cartoon is weird in its own sense. Adventure Time is different to Rick and Morty, which is different to I don't know uh, Family Guy, Family Guy, or all of those things. So it's for me, I can't say it's the animation style because everyone has their unique thing. Yes, they've got their nodes like the big eyes, the funky hair, the differential colors of hair. Uh, they've got those things, but that's more just like tradition. It's more like become like the traditional. Like it's not it's not anime unless you have like that one character with the fucked up hair. <laughs> it's just become like that thing. But for me, what differentiates anime from Eastern between Eastern and Western cartoons is storytelling. For me, the storytelling is the biggest differentiator. In the West, in modern modern times, there are certain things that are considered controversial. You're not allowed to talk about it. You're not allowed to discuss it. You're not, not you're not allowed to. It's frowned upon. It might get cancel culture, for example, stuff like that. In the in the East, n- little to I think even negative fucks are given. <laughs> like they absolutely do not care. Everything is up for debate, discussion, uh, discretion. Uh, looking at no topic is off limits. Everything is permissible. And it everything gets them into trouble. It gets them into trouble. But who does it get them into trouble with? The West. But that's, that's and that's true. because 
they have a different sense. In Japan, they highly, despite how they treat their artists and their animators, which is a separate discussion, they do, however, do one thing that the West doesn't correctly, and that is freedom of expression. The West can say as much as they want, oh, we're free expression, freedom of speech, all this, that, and the, and the fifth. Japan actually does it. Their artists can say whatever they want in their comics. They can do whatever they want in their comics. No one is going to say shit. And Japan is as capitalist as it gets. If it is popular and it's making money, they'll put more money into it to make more money. If it starts making money, they drop it, they leave it, they go away. The West cares too much about other things that they don't pay attention to the audiences and the artists. Japan, on the other hand cares about the stories that are being told. And if it's a good story, they run with it. If it's a bad story, they say goodbye, cheers. America still keeps trying to hold on to bad stories and like, please, please, we have to make this work. We have to make season 12. We profitable. have to make season 12 work. Please, <laughs> yeah. one more season of Game of Thrones. We can somehow do this. No, you can't. The story ran its course. It's done. Leave it. Let it die. Yeah. There are other good stories waiting to be told. So I, I, feel, like, I feel like you are in, in the mood. Two. We're all oh. we are all in the mood. All right. <laughs> so I think we were going to chat about um like hyped up animes for 2021. At last, is there anything that you're like, holy crap, it's coming out this year, or like anything that's like uh, between like now and like 18 months away, just so that we can fly into talking about some controversies? Anything that's like, <laughs> oh, I've got a, I've Calvin, got ready for the blood ball. <laughs> Just like, I, I, I want to get to the blood and guts. Yeah. Can we just skim through the section yeah. two for a second? So is there, is there anything that you're like, must watch, top of the list? Well, I would have said soon. Bleach 2021, but they, it now seems like they're pushing that to 2022, so I can't say that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but this this year, like I've told you guys, like, for, for, like infinitely, this year is like the year of sequels. Yeah. There's mm. so many season yeah. two, season three, season fours. And I don't know how I feel about it. I feel half and half. So it's great for veteran watchers like myself and Ray because we've probably watched these season one, the season ones, and like we've been dying for these season twos and threes, the continuations. Yeah. But then for someone who, like Jordan, who's who seems to be more of a casual watcher, yeah. for him it gets kind of awkward because now it's like I kind of have to do homework. I have to go back, watch I have something kid, else, and then and also you have a kid. Yeah. That's a separate thing. <laughs> but like. For for new people, this this year technically doesn't have a lot for them because half their Jujutsu options Kaisen. are gone. Yeah, yeah, you've got new shows like The Greatness that is Jujutsu Kaisen. I still must watch it, mm. but uh, mm. I've heard, no- heard nothing but good things. So there are still obviously other standalones, but half of the pool is standalones. The mm. other half is sequels for this year. So unless yeah, so it's like it's kind of like a, a catch twenty two. You're either one of those people that's like awesome. Now I get to go watch. Lost stuff, splurge that, and still then splurge the new stuff, or you have the mentality of "Good Lord, now I have so much to catch up." Mm-hmm. So it's like a, it's 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 like a hit and a miss for me. Yeah. Anyways, Ray, your side, any anticipated releases for the next year or two? Oh, I, I pretty much feel the same. So I mean, I'm literally currently watching the the new season of My Hero Academia. So so good because it's so it's just just started, and so it, I just want to see the sequels to things like Hunter x Hunter. I'm dying. Like I oh just, yes, it's just stopped. And all I want is more. And it's just that if if that could happen, I would be the happiest person because I miss Hisoka. I miss him so much. That that's <laughs> next year as well. I think he's they've gone back into production. I think with Hunter x Hunter. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think that's also next year. Some new stuff. 
yeah, but it's like that that show is so epic; it's going to take a while. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, but I pretty much feel the same. So this, uh, I, I'm just enjoying the new seasons of everything. I'm yeah. glad that that Titans ending, um, but no, it's and I've been. We're like hit and missy with Netflix's new stuff. Some of it's mm. good, some of it is really not. So it's just like, yeah, so it's been interesting. Yeah. Once again, it's the West trying to do anime storytelling. Yeah. Sometimes they get it, sometimes they don't. Baki was pretty yeah. good for an example, but mm. not so everything hits hits the right way for that Japanese style. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't always hit. For me, Jujutsu Kaisen is... It's just epic. Your current obsession in life. <laughs> yeah, my, my current obsession in life outside of COD Mobile. Um, so yeah, no, it's just, it's it's got some, it's a really fast-paced series, like when you do start with it. Um, and it's got a lot of similarities to, to Naruto oh. in, in, in a few ways. Um, but like they just kind of pace it a lot faster than than the way Naruto does it. So if if you like Naruto, you'd probably enjoy Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, so it's like your stereotypical shonen battle type. Yeah, show. yeah. It's, it's, it is definitely a traditional shonen, um, but just very fast paced. All right. Mm. I'm, I'm still going to catch it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, I'm going to ring the bell. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Um, Round one. I'm making this sound Fight. like such a... I'm making this sound like such a competitive thing. No, no, no. But I just re- just owed back to what Jordan said at the start yeah. of this. This is the round Calvin's been waiting for because he wants to see yeah. blood. And remember what Jordan said at the start. What happens if we all agree? Yeah. What if we're all in what agreement, all Calvin? Agree. Your blood is gone. Yeah. We've, we've all been <laughs> a- agreeing with like one one or the other, but we yeah. haven't been like debating it. We've been too polite with each other. We've been saying, I, I, you know, I see <laughs> your point. Yeah. You know? So okay, so so I do just want to preface this, and I, I I want to say that I I think that it's important that we have these kind of conversations about controversies, mm. and that we are able to speak about them, and um, that. Again, we can have a, a conversation about it rather than a. That's not. What no, I we're not going to attack no, each other. <laughs> I, I, know, I know, and that's that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm not laying the ground Maybe. rules necessarily for now. I'm just saying it's important that we can have these kind of conversations and chats yeah. because that is how we move forward. Any deviation from the norm is progress. Yes, yeah, indeed. Tweet that. Tweet that. <laughs> yes. Um, Yes, tweet that. Okay, so what I've got over here is a series of, um, call them controversial anime statements. And um, based <laughs> off of what I've what I've read to you, um, I would like to know if you agree or disagree with the statement and your reasoning thereof. And then we can see if we're all on the same page. So the first one, I think that Ray has kind of touched on this already, um, is that it, yeah. accessing <laughs> anime through... Alternative measures is justified. <laughs> I'm on the no, I'm, I'm I'm on the no side, and I'll tell you why. But I think mm. if oh, what you want to go? No, yes, yes, no. What first, then reasons? Well, what I do mean, you want to give your reason? I think give okay, you reason uh, okay. Let me give you. Okay, so you're on the so side of no. I'm on the side of no, and th- that's because times have changed. Um, you can get it on Netflix. You can get it on Crunchyroll, which is free. I mean, nobody likes to watch an ad, but just it's still watching it on Crunchyroll free is still supporting artists because you are watching those yeah. ads. And sometimes you watch those ads and you go, actually, I'm interested in this. So it's not so bad um, in terms of piracy anymore. So support support your artists by watching through dedicated platforms such as Netflix and Crunchyroll. Interesting tank there. Mm. Ray, Robbie, who wants to go who wants to go follow up Jord's? 
Your choice. Oh, I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, you, you, give us your, you give us your input there. Yeah, because I'm more in the gray area about this because we Ooh. were just we were talking about access earlier. And the thing is, yes, you have got things like Crunchyroll, um, Amazon Prime, Netflix, all of those sort of things. But they're also limited in what they can offer. And a lot of the time, and this is a later point that's going to happen, is most of the time you'll access the stuff as dubbed content where yeah. like a lot of people are purists and they believe you should only ever watch anime and subbed Fucking and blah, blah, blah. Really. So there's arguments <laughs> for and against. Um, but in terms of access... There are many shows that it, you just can't find, or, or like in in the, at least a decently legal way, and it's mm-hmm. even because of things like um, location blocking, because we don't have access to certain uh, American networks, such as previously what it, what, what was DC Nation. We still don't have access to HBO Max, mm-hmm. so it's like it's things like that. So yeah. if you think about it in that regard. We are literally blocked. Our IPs are not allowed to access. So unless you you use things like DNS servers um, or I, or IP routers, you mm. can't actually access these things. Not VPN. And it's hard. VPN, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's the problem because it's also technically not legal to be using VPNs and DNS. So it's like at the end of the day, like yeah. you're, you're kind of there's always there's always going to be that fuzzy that fuzzy gray area and I very much agree that we should always support artists first and foremost so if there's a commercial platform that I'm paying access for that I can watch the stuff on then awesome like I'm a, the biggest fanboy of Doro Hedero for example I absolutely love it with all my heart and soul and that's a Netflix series and I absolutely I, like I commend it and recommend it to everyone especially if you love horror it's one of my favorite anime of all time and uh, and that was because I could access it through there same as BNA and I mentioned Trigger earlier and how great they are. Um, so their their nearest offering was really really amazing. But sometimes you're just not going to see you find the stuff that you really want to watch. Um, and and there in that regard, you do kind of need to use those, those shady areas to get to actually find that content. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I not that I, I advocate for it. It's just because of access issues. Sometimes that's your only choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Robbie, I'm on the side of I'm 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 all. Okay, I'm not, I won't say I advocate for piracy, because that's not what I'm saying, but I 100% will not say someone is a bad person if the thing they do is pirate, because I agree 100% what Ray just said. Mm. Number one, access issue. You're not going to get, you can't, sometimes you can't, sometimes it's affordability. I know some people are like, oh, but it's only like $10 a month or something like or $5 a month, whatever it is. Some people can't do that, yeah. number one. Yeah. Number two, general access with what they choose to provide to you, as Ray uh, alluded to. Sometimes they don't give you everything you want to watch, and that's because they are cherry-picking what they feel you should be able to watch, and I disagree yes. with that. Mm-hmm. The reason people are leaving Western media for Eastern media is because the East doesn't care if it makes money. By all means, enjoy it. As long as it's not explicitly illegal, Enjoy it. Have fun with it. The West cares too much about what they show you. So they lock certain things out. We'll talk about uh, what's his name probably after that, yeah. like later. Actually, no, let's talk about it now. There's a show called Interspecies Reviewer. I'm assuming you haven't heard of it, Calvin. How did you guess that one? <laughs> <laughs> Just a random guess. But it was on the news. So I, well, not on the news, but it was around like Twitter and Facebook for a bit. So I thought maybe you stumbled across it. No, not yet. So it's an anime series about two retired adventurers that spend their days, well, rather their nights, going to brothels and partaking wow. in all manner of female species, from harpies to mermaids to other elves to fairies, stuff like that. 
nothing is explicitly shown, but heavily, and I mean heavily implied. Mm. Like, <laughs> if you're playing it out loud and you're not looking at the screen, you would swear you were watching the good stuff. <laughs> but, so America decided that was too gratuitous and they didn't want to show it. Why, why did they get to make that? People were watching it. People were enjoying it. Clearly, they were enjoying it because it was a manga first and then an anime, which they don't do unless there is a uh, fandom that wishes a large enough fan base to watch it. So I disagree. This is why I, ad- mm. I don't advocate, but I'm okay with piracy because if you're going to restrict what I can and cannot watch, I'm not going to support you in any way, shape, or form. Mm. And to the artist thing... While I do agree with, yes, support your artists is important, we all have to remember two things. One, Crunchyroll and Netflix is an American company, so all the proceeds are really just helping their employees, not the actual original artists. Two, the original artists in Japan are treated like absolute dirt. Yeah. They are treated like dog. The animators get paid peanuts. They work ungodly hours. Yeah. And yet they do it with a smile on their face because they're producing something they absolutely love. Yeah. I have massive respect for that. But mm. there's no company in Japan that is strict. If there was a company in Japan that mm. says for, like, let's say, like 5,000 yen, which I believe is like $5 or something, for 5,000 yen, you get a subscription where you'll get anime like the day after. We'll sub it for you. You'll get it the day after it airs in Japan. And you can watch it. I would support that before I dropped a dime on an American company like Crunchyroll and Netflix, so, which aren't actually doing anything. They're American companies, but they have to buy rights. They don't just take the rights. No, I agree. And the, the money for the rights for those shows then goes to the studios. What gets done with the money at the studios, yes, I completely agree. You know, paying your animators peanuts uh, or paying any employee peanuts to do a very technical job that requires a lot of dedication a lot is not fair treatment in any case um but you know like when it comes to censorship and stuff i agree with i agree with you but there um in that i also don't like being told what to do um but on you know it's on the side being, of it's not a sense of being told what to do for me it's more just like you want to watch it, right? And yeah, somebody's it, it, saying it's it, not allowed. It's like yeah. half don't you know, like being told to do half. Yeah. Like just, it's like I'm not even getting the choice. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm so, gonna. I'm but, gonna sorry, Jules. I'm, I'm gonna. You just have the closing word more, here. One, yeah, yeah. One have the point. final word here. Just his one final closing point. statement. So, <laughs> if if your excuse is that you say like I can't afford it though, here's where I kind of get a bit like because <laughs> it's entertainment. You've got to realize it's entertainment. It's not a basic human need. So I'll agree to if, that, yeah. if your excuse is, oh, I can't afford it, but I really want to watch it, maybe, you know, make a bit more money so that you can afford it. That's it. That's that's my piece. So, yeah. I can I can agree to that, I guess. Right. Yes. Okay. Ready for the next one. Ready for the next <laughs> one. Um, I'm really enjoying this. I feel like I'm genuinely learning a lot about the, the different areas and views of it. Um, I'm going to go at random down the list over here. Go for it. <laughs> I, I feel like we've already spoken about the working conditions of animators. Yeah. I think yeah. that that is unanimously agreed. That that is a whole discuss. That is a podcast in and of yeah. itself. Yeah, it's, like that's it's very problematic. It's yeah. it's a big issue. So let's 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 rather just so skim we, over that. I think are we collectively agreeing. I don't think a sane person in the community would say that animators are treated properly. Yeah. yeah. So what what is it and about? That's just as general. 
Yeah. This is in general, yeah. What, what is – how – this sounds so stupid, but how are they treated? Is it is it term, in terms of the conditions? They, they work 12-plus hours sitting at a small, yeah. tiny-ass desk the size of a cubicle. Yeah. And some they more. some more. That's why I said twelve plus hours, mm. and they they are paid basically what I, and as far as I understand, just just above Jap- Japanese minimum wage. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. I I, 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 can, I can see why that's universal. <laughs> it, it's a, it's a huge discussion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So the next thing that I want to talk about, taking a bit of a, a step into the content more of anime. Hmm. As opposed to being super meta about it, rock and roll. Um, let's talk about the. So the statement is the female oversexualizations of characters in anime is part Ooh. of the genre. For ten marks, Ooh. go. Is part of the genre. Is part of the genre. It's part of the so, genre. So uh, I'm gonna give an example of a character in a new anime where that character's motivations are kind of not really necessary. Oh, the one you told me about earlier. Yeah, and oh, then. Okay. Robbie, so in the pre-debate, again, we'll, we'll just have the debate again. <laughs> the okay, pre-debate, yes, right? Yes. So there's a character called Toto in Jujutsu Kaisen, and he's like a child, bro. He's like super ripped. He's he's the strongest like physical character in in the series. So like everybody has a hard time like fighting him, and his like his way he gets to know people is based on their tastes in women. And you, based on your taste in woman, that dictates whether he's going to become your friend or beat you up. So, wow. how how he Ray, becomes, let's be honest, this is not the first time you heard something so like this. His his number one thing to be like, we're, we're our best buds, is if a, gu- if a guy says to him, you know, I just like a girl with a big old ass, right? That's, we're now best friends, right? If you don't, we're going to... We're going to fight about this, you know? Wow. What if you're a woman who likes men? Then you like firm asses. (laughs) Then he can't be friends with them? He can if they have big asses. Yeah, but only if they have big asses. But only if they have big asses. Any other woman, he will turn away. (laughs) Ray, what have you got to say about over-sexualization? Well, I I think over-sexualization makes the statement a little bit biased as it is um but let's let's be you know what i mean you know what i mean you can talk to this right no no but i actually i have like i fully i fully agree with the statement of over sexualization but the mm. and the the problem is it's well like i was mentioning where a little bit earlier in the 90s when if you watched anime you were a pervert and unfortunately there are specific anime that have created tropes that have created associations around the the, the medium i'm not going to call anime a genre it's a medium yeah. mm. so it's there, there's an association around anime that it's always going to be these giant ridiculously like bubble-breasted women and like all the all, like everything that's wrong with representation happens in anime and unfortunately there are a lot of series that do that and like for example i because so calvin you brought this up just now i have a very controversial opinion about uh, the seven deadly sins because i think it's one of the most disgusting and disrespectful series that's ever been produced in the terms of history of anime specifically because the main female protagonist is literally used as a, sub- a, a, a submissive sexual object to the to the main character who is presented as a young child i know he's not i know he's an adult 
but the fact that he gropes and grotesquely and fondles this woman to the point of being almost rapacious, I think it's it's absolutely disgusting. Mm. And the fact that it's it's kind of presented to a larger a large audience is like, oh, I love Seven Deadly Sins. It's such a great show and it's so cool. Mm. And I'm just like, I couldn't watch past episode one because of how disgusting it was in terms of its treatment of its female characters because all of them are just breasts and fondle fondle material. Yeah. And so to me, I find it very difficult to watch certain a certain anime because of that. Um, I was even so speaking about a Netflix series, for example, High Rise Invasion. It's got such a cool premise, but my word, it's the most obnoxious fan service show I've ever watched in my life. Like every second shot, it's either an upskirt or it's like the, it's like these weirdly like giant, like completely non-functional and anatomical issues. And it's just as an artist that spends so much time drawing and trying to make sure that I'm representing characters in the best way yeah. I can. It bugs me because I sit there. And I'm like, I know for a fact you can draw better than this, but you're doing it because you're pandering to her to the lowest common denominator. And we know it's it's what sells, it what's make it what makes money. But at the end of the day, there are shows that can, can that can do so much, like Dragon Prince, for example, with an yeah. incredible cast of female characters that never once needed to resort to that. And and so that's what I find so problematic. Even Boku no Hero has its fair share of issues, especially around Uraraka. Um, so it's, I don't know if you guys know the whole thing about Ochako in, in terms of what she looks like in the manga versus what she looks like in the anime. Mm, <laughs> interesting insights into that so i'm not going to go too much into that but have a read about it because it's been some like heavy critique about how a chakra is represented and just before i finish my point i think another big issue is that is often how young characters appear in anime so it's and often like there's very there's very kind of let's say adult moments between characters that look like they're 12 years old yeah yeah and yes there is an entire genre of that called lolicon there's also eki and all sorts of other stuff that before you even get to hentai there's kind of like levels and grades of it and it is a little bit problematic because of that representation especially in terms of older characters that go for these very young looking girls. And I think that's also an issue. And the big thing, but I know there is Yaoi and Yuri, but homosexuality is poorly represented in, in any way in, in most anime. It's it's almost so taboo that they can't actually deal with it properly. And so and so often a gay character is, is either overtly flamboyant or it's they're always kind of again rapey because they're kind of constantly forcing themselves on another character and and that's just i find it so poorly handled in terms of why why, how they deal with lgbt characters how they in general how homosexuality is handled in manga and anime and it's a big problem for me and so it's it does get to the point where it's actually very off-putting and so that's where that kind of association with the perversion and and that sort of thing comes from and why i do take quite a lot of umbrage with it as well Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you also, like, to add to your point, then you get male characters like Toto who kind of just reinforce this and go, well, yeah, it's fine, and we're not friends because you don't like a girl yeah, with a big old ass <laughs> kind of thing. No, I mean, even... I- I actually couldn't even watch Space Dandy because even though it's by the team that did Cowboy Bebop, I could not handle how the main characters were treated women in that show. I was just like, this is gross. Like, it's just, I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, you have the closing word? I would just like you to reread that statement. I just want to make sure I understand something. I said, the female over-sexualization of characters in anime is part of the genre. Okay, yeah. So I agree with Ray's opening statement where the issue with the statement, there's an issue with the statement itself, where it refers to uh, 
the uh the fan service aspect of anime as like a genre that is that is an issue with the statement in it of itself because it's not a genre it is a trope it is just a concept that they've put in of like oh, a moment where it's like these oh these perverse moments that don't go anywhere to the extreme in most cases i will i will yeah. i agree <laughs> i do also i stopped watching the De- seven deadly sins because because of not only situations like those but just the story started to fall flat the writing got lazy yeah. characters were poorly underdeveloped elizabeth is a one dimension Arguably, all of them are one-dimensional characters yes, in their own rights. <laughs> um, but to say, but once again, I I'll go back to the previous argument I made. The thing with Japan is everything is permissible. Everything is allowed to be explored. Mm. So yeah. whether you like it or not, there are going to be characters like that. Because also, whether you like it or not, there's people like that in the world. Exactly. So whether you like it, or, so Japan understands that. Listen, these people exist. We can make a joke out of them. We can show them in a serious light or or this, that, and the fifth. But, yeah, so, like, to say... Uh, the oversexualized thing with females, well, I also... It's an argument I feel that's very, like... It's given by people that don't actually watch. Yeah. Because if you watch anime... Everyone is sexualized. Everyone is equally sexualized. Even yes. the guys. The, the guys people. are... There is there is not a single bad... Well, not, not, not a single. There are very limited, superly obese, but very mm-hmm. badass main characters. Every dude is either your super skinny Japanese guy, or he's buff, ripped as shit, anything like that. <laughs> I know fem- people make the argument, yeah, but like, what about the boobs and stuff? Like, yeah, guys don't have boobs, but isn't fa- uh, gawking over a dude's six-pack also sexualizing a male? Yes, it's the same thing. J- yeah. Japan equally sexualizes everyone. They sexualize anything, for God's sakes. There's a whole genre of anime dedicated to taking inanimate objects and sexualizing them into people. There is a genre for this. <laughs> Yeah. There, there is even a there. Nothing is impermissible. That's that's what makes. That's why people enjoy anime. Yeah. Mm. Anything is up for grabs. Everything is up for grabs. There's All even right. a current series called "So I'm a Spider." So what? The main character is a female spider. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So, that's so it. where, so where, where are we landing with the statement? Um, uh, are we agreeing or disagreeing? One word. Is it part of the genre? Disagree. Disagree. Yeah. I... Disagree. Yeah, I think so. It's yeah, the, the statement itself I disagree with, but there are issues. But we we've already covered the other one, which is storytelling tropes. Yeah. So which actually does very much fall into that as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So so, so agree or disagree? Do you agree or disagree? Um. So yeah, most. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say part of the genre. As it so like not all animes are overly pervy, so then you can't really say. But there is kind majority of, like, of anime like that happens. Majority like kind of trend. Yeah. So, but but would you say that that majority trend is to an unhealthy degree or to a a, a permissible? Because we're, we're yeah, we're, we're I need, think you can't you can't use outliers to determine anime like that yeah. thing with the thing with Seven Days and Elizabeth that is of the ex- that's on the extreme end of the spectrum. Mm. Majority yeah. of anime have fan service, mm. and it's normally done in well, it's kind of hard to say tasteful, but <laughs> in a somewhat permissible manner where it's like it's a harmless, it's a juvenile thing because anime's audience is majority teenagers. It's a very mm-hmm. juvenile, joking kind of way. Yeah. Okay, so George, 
One word. Agree? Or disagree? disagree. Uh, yeah, okay, I disagree. Disagree. Okay. <laughs> we don't have to twist you off for it. Sounds very convincing. I disagree. Um, okay, I think that we have... We can do... One more, probably. One more. Yeah. Um, okay. The Find one. the juiciest one you can see. Hmm. Okay, so... I think the race one. The race one? You want to go for the race one? Okay. All right, so... The statement is, all genders and races are correctly and equally represented in anime. False. False. <laughs> very, very false. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, unanimous disagreement over there. Um, let me hear why. Cool. Um, so, what was the first one? Could you read that out again? <laughs> all sexes and races are equally all represented races in anime. All genders and races all are genders and races, sorry. represented in anime. Okay, so on the gender side, if we had to just literally do a tally count on male protagonists versus female protagonists, I think we'd find... It's actually quite equal. Is it? It actually, it's actually quite equal. Japan actually likes their female protagonists. Uh, they don't actually. Yeah. They're not actually. Right. So if, if you if you were gonna say there's more males than females, there is, but it's like fifty five to like forty five percent. Or wait, yeah. let's go like around sixty to forty percent. Would but you agree with that, Ray? Though is female POC. So that's, that's the big difference. Female. <laughs> Female people of color. Oh, female yeah, POC. It's yeah. a whole different story. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, 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 excluding excluding race for now, the yeah. top with, with the, yeah. just tackling gender first. Mm. It's it's pretty even. It's pretty even. Yeah, it does lean towards more male, but it's pretty even. Yeah, yeah. 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 Then then, then once, once we get, get the once we get to race, then um, yeah. No, there's so issue. like new new animes are trying, um, which is good, but back in the days, yeah. Just wasn't yeah, gonna happen. Like, we got, got Mr. Popo, Popo in Dragon Ball Z, Ooh. which was. <laughs> I didn't even want to bring it up, but. Ooh. Like he, he's yeah. an he's an alien. Do we can do we can we still use normal? I mean, for God's sakes, people are like, oh, Piccolo, was, Piccolo's coded coded black. I don't even understand what that fucking statement person, means. Yeah, he's coded cool. black, but his race is alien. <laughs> it's not black or white. The, the reason why they say that is because he's outside of the of the racial um, hegemony. So yeah. you know, you've noticed all the characters in Dragon Ball Z are white, like it's yeah. like, except for except for Mister. Oh, we don't speak about that character yeah. and Piccolo. Like uh, so the the so it's the Namekians. Even the Saiyans are still white. They're still coded as white. They're still viewed as white people. And so that's that's where that 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 issue comes from. Is that. As an alien outsider, so Piccolo is an outsider to to the human race. He's an outsider to the planet itself. So therefore, he is coded as an other. So he's go, he's no he's not part of the human participants of the series. Even though Goku is also an alien, so is Vegeta, and uh, and I mean you've got all the half aliens, which are like Goten and T- Trunks and all those kids. But it's like it's because. Piccolo is the, the is the legitimate outsider character because he looks different to everyone else. He functions differently to everyone else. Therefore, he is the non-white other, and then that's where that comes from. Okay, so and not black specifically, just an other. Yeah, he's just okay. an other. So, but it's it's easy enough to go to view him as a non-white character because it's just that's the majority of the characters are white. Well, that's just so even Yajirobe, okay. who's probably the most Japanese, is still he still looks white. So that's not... I, I was, I'm, I'll, 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 I'll tackle that when it gets to me about race and the statement that anime characters are white. I'll get to that when Jordan finishes Thank his. And, so, and the other issue I have is that oh, the, like, we are just we are basically making binary of the races. So there's just male and female, which isn't true. 
And so, and so that's another issue that uh, that arises is that representa- representation becomes very problematic. I've already mentioned how pro- how badly handled LGBT characters are in the shows, um, on the most part. There are sometimes on the rarest occasions where the characters do function really well in terms of their spaces. But and, and like even if you look at something like Tiger and Bunny, which I regard as one of the best anime ever made, it's it's one gay character is such a stereotype. And it, he happens to be the only black character in the show. He happens to be flamboyantly gay. He's constantly throwing himself at the male characters. And so it just becomes such a problem And uh, because... As a, as a character, he's actually really interesting, but he's presented as the token drag queen that just happens to be with the other superheroes. And I think that's the, that's the kind of issue that I have is the tokenization of mm. anyone that is other to both gender and, uh, and race in terms of, in terms of anime is that it's kind of a fascination thing because uh, like the worst part is often how, uh, how especially non-white characters are represented with big fat pink lips and like really dark skin and everything like that, as if there's only one kind of skin type, there's only one kind of lip shape. And even if you look at, say, the anime adaptation of X-Men, Storm was really badly done. Like, and, and she's again a very typical Mary Sue, but with like that kind of Caucasian wish fulfillment with the white hair and the blue eyes and everything. But she's really not well done in terms of how she's handled. I mean, I, I still, like, even in the Western comics, I still don't necessarily agree with all of, all of her design elements. Like, I miss Mohawk Storm because that was always my favorite. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, but it, but in general, like I just I, uh, there are always going to be problems in that regard, and that's where I find that anime is actually quite cowardly. Is that they will never stray from normative normative sexual sexual orientations. That it almost never strays from anything like that. But you'll have something disgusting like Ichi the Killer, which is <laughs> that was heavy to watch. Um, but uh, so where it's just like people. It's, it's, for those of you that don't know, it's about a serial killer that literally gets off on what on what he does. Yeah. But yeah, so and, and that's, that's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't watch it. I do not recommend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, you, if you thought human centipede was gross, you. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's kind of where I I really do draw a line. Is that I feel that on the most part, you know, like while there is a decent balance between male and female characters. You're often with, especially with female-centered characters, you're going to be they're going to be reneged into harem-type uh, situations where there's still going to be a guy they're fawning over, mm-hmm. or it's the magical girl trope where they're like, oh, "I'm so helpless now, I'm not helpless," and it just it becomes a bit problematic in that strength and strong strong female characters is almost a kind of repugnant thing. Um, it's and again, I'm generalizing. I know yeah. there are shows that do it really well, but it, uh, uh, but uh, like for example, again, Dora Hedero handles its female characters remarkably well. And Black Lagoon. So, and I think that's the, difference. the main character is the most badass female character I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, Noi. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> so like that's the thing. Like, and so that and so that's where I find like you have to be a little bit braver in terms of anime because it's it's interesting how US animation is really embracing the, the changes of character types and everything really well, especially with more modern series like um, Final Space, for example, that handles it beautifully. But mm. it's just, I feel that anime's got a long way to go before they can get their representation stuff right. Mm. But that's my opinion. <laughs> I mean, that's a... That's a so, 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 can finish his opinion? I, I, sorry, I just want to. I just want to step in halfway through here, there, Ray, um, and say like that's that's a really really interesting. I don't know phrase that I've. I don't want to intervene in the discussion what phrase over specifically. Here, but where you were saying that it, it's 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 a step of bravery or cowardly, I I, oh. I just think that that was a that was a really interesting mm. way that you presented that. Um, and back 
back to you guys. Yeah, so John, finish your finish finish your thoughts. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I agree with you on tokenization. Um, and I feel as though like people of color in most animes are side characters that usually come in like later on in the series. They're not a lot of the time. They're not even in the main, the top five characters or group of friends. They're sometimes like I don't know if it's if it's an anime about a high school. Um, then they're the badass student that's in matric, right? Um, <laughs> that we only get introduced to in episode 22. Um, of 24. Of 24, <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas Dragon Prince went... Dragon Prince is, is just really good. It's not... I don't know how how we would classify it. I, I, I would like to say yeah. it's an anime. Um, yes. Where, you know, like, the main characters are black. You've got... A king of an ancient kingdom who is black, you know, for most people who like to go, oh, but, you know, these ancient kingdoms, they're all based on, um, you know, like European European places. Mm. Well, here you go. Here's an example of a way of making it work. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Anime has got a long way to go in, ter- in terms of uh, making representation work. But also there isn't a lot of variety in Japan. Um, mm. but yeah, they do kind of need to find that balance, even though there isn't that much representation in Japan itself, try and, I don't want to say shoehorn, but find a way of, of, of doing it nicely where, yeah, it's just, no, everything works. <laughs> everything works. <laughs> everything magically works. <laughs> and that's not easy. That's <laughs> no, not easy. Okay. This is where I told you it would get dangerous for me in life. Because <laughs> <Dumb, dumb, dumb. laughs> I'm not going to go against both of you. Because <laughs> I disagree with a few of the statements you guys have all made. I'll, I'll go through them one at a time. I'm going to be ready. Like, I'll go through one at a time. Please wait I, I need to be patient. <laughs> I need to be careful how I phrase this. Because I'm not a bad person. I'm just trying to do say this in the nicest way possible. Again, good that we can have this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. so the first thing. Uh, tokenization, I'm not going to argue about. 100%. They do that with everything. Gender, race, sexual orientation. Everything mm. is tokenized. Nothing in anime is not tokenized. That's just an abject yeah. fact. Anyone who argues that is retarded. I'm not going to try. <laughs> <laughs> However, one thing I did take with a biggest issue with, with what you said, Ray, was when... The white coding, yeah. Yes. Yes. I find that a... Personally, when I hear that, I find that racist. Because they're not white. <laughs> they are Japanese. Japanese skin tone is close to Caucasian. So yes, the characters are going to look white, but the characters are Japanese. To claim that the characters are coded white is racist to Asians and Japanese people. And like, oh, but the eyes are big. That's how they choose to draw their eyes. What, do you want them to all to draw their eyes like slits? That would be racist. <laughs> that would be racist too. Yeah. So when I hear the statement, anime characters are coded white, aside from the ones that are explicitly designed to be european characters like oh i'm from the uk or i'm from the us aside aside from those characters they're japanese they're not white when i hear that statement i kind of get angry because they're not white 
they're Japanese. They're of they're of the entirety of anime is of the other class that people always fight for. So why do people say that? It irritates the living hell out of me. I don't understand why. So I, I disagree with that statement heavily. The anime is not coded white. The characters just look white, but that's yeah. the way they've chosen to do it. But but in my defense, I was specifically referring to Dragon Ball. So, okay, uh, and, even, and, referring, yeah. even referring to Dragon Ball, you made a point to say that Yamcha was more Japanese than the rest of the characters. Yeah. He is, that's yeah, kind of insulting because the rest of the characters are Japanese. Well, You're saying, oh, this guy's more Japanese-y because why? Because he ad- identifies a lot of the Japanese tropes. You're doing the very tokenization you demonize. And it irritates me when I hear people make this. I'm not attacking you, right? I, I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm not attacking you. I'm just saying, because I hear this a lot with people that argue against like representation and stuff in anime. They're like, oh, it's all white characters. I'm like, no, it's all Japanese Asian characters. A minority. <laughs> the last time I was aware, they were a minority. <laughs> so for me, when I hear that, I have an issue with that. Um... Now to the main topic, which is the issue with um, sexuality and race. So again, the thing, I've already had this discussion with Jordan, because for me, it's not an issue of they don't want those characters in. For me, it's a twofold issue. One, they don't know how to be genuine to the cultures without the tokenization, which is why they tokenize, because they they, they don't want to represent something they don't understand mm. which is why when they do represent represent other cultures it's made up cultures full metal alchemist um nanatsu no taizai or seven deadly sins they're set in alternate worlds where uk us japan america africa doesn't exist yeah. characters are just yeah. different ethnicities just because yeah like it doesn't matter to the story what ethnicity are it was just the artist like i want this character to look like this because i think it would be cool so they, I feel like the reason they don't do it is sort of respectful. They don't want to step on, step, put their foot in their own mouth mm. or their pencil in their own mouth, either one. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't want to approach it. But I will disagree that they don't know how to do it. They do know how to do it because there are genuinely good like, African characters. No, no, no. There are genuinely good <laughs> African characters Afro Samurai. Yeah, no, definitely. Jorman Gant has a main character that is black, and he's mm. a very good and interesting character. I don't know if you've seen Jorman Gant, right? But then, I haven't actually. Uh, a child mercenary that's uh, he was uh, he was a he's an Iraq child that orphan t- child that got thrown into the military and becomes a personal bodyguard for a corporate CEO chick. Yeah. And so, so the chick and him are the main characters, but all focus is thrown on Jonah. And he's a really interesting black character. Because mm. once again, when, when I look at Japanese, when I look at anime, I feel I feel reluctant to use Western Western concepts and Western thinking around it because they don't think like the West. That's why we enjoy their content, because it's it's not our content. It's it's their way of thinking, their understanding of things. Because for them, the race, if you ask a, a, a Japanese mangaka why they chose Japanese for the character, normally the answer is, oh, because, well, we're in Japan, it's set in Japan, or it's Japanese people. If you ask them why they chose a black character, they'll be like, because I wanted to. Mm. Sometimes they don't. In Japan, 
the ethnicity, the sexuality, and everything. Sexuality, I will agree, is a bit more, a bit more where they are a bit kind of chicken, because Japan is a very old school thinking country. So I can I'm, there they're very chicken. But when it comes to race, they actually don't care. It, it really is just up to the author being like, I wanted to make the main character black. They just normally default to Japanese because. Mm. <laughs> it's what they see and know every day. Yeah, it makes but, sense. But the ones that have black main characters, they either had a concept for a, or they've studied something that they were like, oh, this is interesting. Mm. Or they just were like, I want the character to have a different skin tone to everyone else so they stand out a bit more. Yeah. It's not, it's not nothing, it's yeah. nothing, nef- like the West makes it sound nefarious. Like yeah. anime doesn't want to have POC people in anime. They, they don't mind. Some of my favorite characters have actually been POC characters. My favorite series is Bleach. And my, one of my favorite characters is a character called Yoroichi Shihoin. She's, she's, I would actually say she's probably more Indian than black. But, 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 she, but, she's, but she's a darker skin toned character. And Bleach is actually a really good show to reference. They have a wide range of ethnicities in their, in their general cast. One of the main team members is actually Mexican, which is actually pretty cool. Like Bleach actually has a wide array of cast members, but that's uh, that's beside the point. It's been it went on for years. They had enough time to make characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but so when it comes to race, I highly disagree with the statement because it's not like they don't want. It's once again Japan cares about their story before filling in what the U.S. and the West would consider ethnical quotas. If, if it's not going to add anything to the story, or if it's not interesting to the story, they're not going to put it there because they're more concerned about the story than anything else. If they choose to make a character black in the story, it's not going to change the story for them. It's just an artistic decision. But then the way, the way that, character, that character is represented is, is sometimes... It depends on the function they yeah. meant. If they were yeah. looking for the token black guy... They specifically made the token that's, black guy. That's the but thing. if they just made a character yeah. and just made them black, like Yoroichi, yeah, she's a black, cool. she's a black character. That's it. That's yeah. it. She's just a black character. It doesn't add anything to her character. It doesn't add anything to her background. It's mm. just a design choice. Yeah. nothing more than that. That's, that's cool. cool. It's just now like the representation of that. Like, look at Rock Lock from uh, My Hero Academia. Yeah, yeah. is it's, that? Tell it, me that's okay. What, that he's a side <laughs> character or the fact that like, his outfit is very tribal? I don't know. Just like the way... Because know. the fact that he's a side character once again means nothing. They just decided, yo, yeah. I wanted this yeah. character to be like that. But if you were going to say the tribal outfit for his superhero suit, I would say absolutely. That's again tokenism they're throwing yeah. in there. They were like, yeah. ah, he's black. So he's obviously from Africa. He'll obviously have like a tribal superhero yeah. outfit with like a loincloth and shit. And it's like, no, that doesn't, that doesn't mean no. <laughs> that's not what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But yeah. He's still he's still a good and intriguing character. Mm. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And there are once again there are shows with black main characters. Yeah. They're not yeah. they're not scared of throwing in race. Yeah. It's really just the artist's preference and because Japan is a very homogenous country where it's mostly Japanese people. Mm. They don't see expats very often unless you live in Tokyo. You don't see expats very often. So like for them they mostly see Japanese people. Japanese people see mostly Japanese people. And one thing, if I have to drive home the, for the end of this, this discussion is we also need to understand that Japan isn't made for the world. It never was. They never claimed it to be. Japan was made for Japan. 
it was never made to be exported. They just were like, oh, well, if, if it goes to the rest of the world, shot, cool, extra money. But Japan doesn't care about everyone else. When they decide what to animate, they look at the manga sales in Japan. Not in the US, not anywhere else. They look in Japan specifically. Because anime is made by Japanese for Japanese. Because they are a very self-enclosed country. Like, they like to keep themselves to themselves. So when, when people complain like anime doesn't have this and that and they see Japanese people fall on deaf ears like they're like, oh, I really don't care. It's because it doesn't matter to them because as long as they're enjoying their content that yeah. they made for themselves, <laughs> that's why it kind of just like, yeah. it's, a luke po- it's, a, it's like a lukewarm point for yeah. me because to do what people are screaming about in the West, representation, representation, mm-hmm. representation, you just need more people in Japan than anything. Yeah. Yeah. We also do need to be cognizant of the irony that we're four white guys talking about. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't worry. This wasn't lost on me when I entered here. I was like, this is not going to go over well for some people. Um, but having, having, Oh, sorry, Ray, you want to add something over there? I, know, I was just, I was actually going to say the one thing that I wish the worst of the world would learn from the anime, the anime kind of industry and production quality is just that anime is for everyone. There is something for all tastes. There's something for all people. And I just, I do wish that Western animation would pick that up. And we shouldn't even call it Western. We should just call it animation of the global North because that's where it's made. And so it's, I, I do wish we actually pick that up and that it would normalize and associate and, and, and associate animation. as just a, a thing that everyone can enjoy. It's not just for kids. And the, frankly, the only reason that like your, your kind of traditional American cartoons were associated with children was that Disney picked up the fact that lots of children enjoy watching animated content mm. so they started marketing it directly to kids yeah and that's where it all came from and so it was really it was just disney being disney as usual yeah. so it's like how do we make as much money as quick money <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but also like you gotta just sorry no. <laughs> just like um but also that statement understand what you've just said there all the things we've spent this entire discussion complaining about would then yeah. have to exist as well. Because as much as we would hate certain things, there's going to be someone that likes it. Yeah. So I think That's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call yeah. it over there. I've really enjoyed this. I've learned a lot. Um, but before we go, at the end of every podcast, I like to give everybody the opportunity to add something else. It could be uh, your social handles or it could be something that you wanted to add to the content. You are welcome oh. to add... <laughs> anything over here so i think we'll start with you ray no why don't we start with you the one who hasn't actually been able to talk yes. because you're the normie here exactly. <laughs> well no. i would definitely say that um in terms of of what i've heard today I, I definitely recognize the passion of anime and i recognize the depth of it and it's been really really cool trying to understand it i do kind of think that if I was involved more, like this sounds like such a duh statement, but if I was involved more, I could have contributed more. Yes. And um, it, it, was, it was really flippin' cool to hear. I enjoyed the discussions that we had. And my microscopic mm. amount of time with anime mm. was cool to pop some of those things into context. Nice. Yeah. George? That's what I would add. George, what would you add? Yeah, I'd just add that... <sighs> anime... <laughs> Sorry, I'm tired from watching anime until hours in the morning last night. 
Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I'd just like to add that um, if you're an artist out there or creative and you've got a story that needs to be told, um, yeah, just keep keep drawing, keep doing that thing. Um, send some of your work through to Comic Con Africa. We'd love to just check yes. it out, I suppose. Yeah, check it out. Um, and yeah, we might even have a few opportunities with a few competitions and yeah, love life, Robbie. <laughs> love life. Love, <laughs> love, love, life. <laughs> um, yeah, just anime is for everyone. It's made for it's it's yes, it's made for J- Japan, but because they're okay with everything, it's actually also for everyone. Mm. So enjoy what you enjoy, like what you like. Don't be afraid to like. If you like interspecies reviewers, like it. <laughs> We're loud and proud. We are a weird community. We understand what we watch is weird, and we're okay with that. And that's what makes it beautiful. Hmm. Ray, you got the closing word? (laughs) I always, I say this in every single thing I'm part of, but support local. South Africa has got such cool stuff. And when I say local, I don't even just mean South Africa, like in the greater African diaspora. I mean, we've got Mangaka, like Bulmasuku and Afro Tokyo mm. and Awali Comics. Like, there are people doing genuinely amazing work right in your own backyard. And uh, and if you can support these guys and help them grow the community, that's how we start an anime industry in this country. And that's how we start growing our own, our kind of own homegrown content mm. is you need to show the people that make the stuff that you believe in them. And so, so I always encourage everyone. So whether you want to learn how to, how to become a Mangaka or whether you are a Mangaka and you need support reach out there find the people that uh, that love the stuff like the like the podcast just showed everyone has different opinions everyone has different tastes all you need to do is be brave just reach out there and try your best because passion is so important and uh, to help you grow and to help you build these things this is how you actually start a career as a mangaka as an anime artist as an animator because there are so many opportunities we just need the support that's all like that's all i can say about that Cool. Love beautifully rounded. One more thing to say, just to build on to that, is we also have a show for um, local that launches anim- anime tomorrow. and manga cars uh, called Anime yes. Manga Otaku. And oh yeah, it will be aired on the same day as this will be aired. No, it will oh, be. It won't. This is really weird. It requires a lot of math. <laughs> it won't be aired today. It will be, be aired tomorrow. The sixteenth. Okay. No, the the fifteenth. <laughs> The future. The 15th. I was wrong. This Our future, not your future. Oh, anyway. does this go out on the 14th, not the 15th? <laughs> so everyone spent this whole, whole, yeah. into, this whole podcast being like, "I'm in the future." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this is the 14th. So the 14th. tomorrow on Anime Day, yes, Comic Con Africa's first anime-focused show, Anime Manga Otaku or Ammo for short, yeah. will be airing its first episode tomorrow how exciting so having said that go check it out um (laughs) subscribe if you haven't already if you're listening on a podcast on apple music or spotify please rate Rate and review give us that good five star please yes please (laughs) um but then until the next one cheers everybody bye bye